Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out, where it's always about the BU in beauty. Now, I've got a real good treat for you guys coming up over the next four shows, including this one that you're listening to today. I was at the Aesthetic Everything conference and I had the opportunity to interview some fantastic people that are more in the aesthetic world but certainly the medical world as well and I I'm telling you I learned a lot I learned a lot about myself I learned a lot about what options are available out there for everybody and I'm excited to be able to bring the next four shows to you as aesthetic everything live one two three and four so, you know, the show is designed beauty inside and out. The show is designed to be able to talk with you about how we can feel better on the inside. And no matter what we do on the outside in regards to beauty, we also have to look at, is it in synchronicity with our inside? Now, I know this because I'm a life coach. I'm a relationship coach. I'm a leadership coach. I'm a branding coach. I'm a communication and speaking coach. All of those things, all of those things are relevant to be able to say what's not working for you on the outside. So no matter what services, what changes we choose to make on the outside, it always starts on the inside, just like how we feel about beauty, how we feel about ourselves. Being beautiful on the outside is a reflection of how we feel about ourselves on the inside. And really, this comes from a place of how we relate to ourselves, how we view ourselves, how we think about ourselves, all of those are imprints that we've already made about ourselves based on our experiences, our culture, our upbringing, um, challenges that we face in life, uh, uh, happiness, uh, uh, the happiness account um, that we also have in consideration of all of that. But everything, everything and how we relate to ourselves is always going to be a reflection of who we are and what we think about ourselves on the inside to be able to do those things that we want to be able to do to feel more beautiful on the outside. Now, I've got some great content to be able to share with you for the whole month of June. And this particular content is going to, we're talking with six different doctors and five different uh, industry and aesthetic professionals on how to be able to look at the services, the products, the things that you may be interested in but might need more information, which is what I've always said Beauty Inside and Out show is all about. It's not just introducing something that is you know, oh, make a consultation and find out more. I'm really adamant when I have guests on my show to be able to say, no, you have to tell us all there is to know right now, because that's going to make a better decision for me. That's going to allow me to be able to choose, is this something that I want to do? Is this something that I want to invest money into? Is this something that I want to invest in myself with? And I know that sometimes people think that beauty is superficial. And it very well could be. I mean, I have a friend that's battling cancer right now. And one of the uh, appointments that she recently had was with a naturopathic doctor, and um, rightly so, right? You know, because again, you know, cancer starts on the inside, and it's for whatever reason, and we're, we're no one's immune to it anymore, let's face it. But the first thing that this doctor said and did was, you can't color your hair, you can't put on nails, you can't do put anything on your skin. Um, in other words, it had to be, you had to be purely natural, go completely vegan and all that. I understand that 
in her situation at this time in order to create the strongest immunity um, available to her to be able to fight this awful disease that she has been battling for quite a while. Um, and But in regards to the rest of us where we're looking at beauty as I want to I want to age less, but I don't want to be but I understand I'm not ageless. I want to look my best as I grow older, but I also want to be the best person I can be as I get older. So so what if I have a few wrinkles? So what if, you know, I'm reaching that age where things are kind of doing their own thing and they're and they're falling into place and I don't have a whole lot of control over it because it's the natural progress of us as human beings from, you know, youth to old. It's just what happens. But there's such new technology. There's so many new opportunities out there now to be able to do some things that are not as evasive, that are not like back in the day of of, you know, total plastic surgery or facelifts and everything. It's really come down to what's suitable for you uh, with this new technology that's happening in a lot of arenas. Um, and, And you'll hear as you listen to each of these shows, there's a consistent message that each and every one of these people that are in this professional, medical, aesthetic world are all saying. And it's all interesting and very viable stuff. They also are very clear now too what's not working um, for people, and that they said, you know, we could only do what the technology and the products would allow us to do. But now that's even becoming more and more refined, and we have so many more choices to be able to have you look and feel your best. So let's talk a little bit about um, what we have going on here in these next four shows. And as we kind of progress through that, I want I want to remind all of you guys that you know if you have an event, you might be in the industry or you might have an event that you would like uh, Beauty Inside and Out to be a part of. So just, you know, reach out to me at bonnie at com if you have an upcoming event and you would like to meet, be there, either for a live radio option and or we can do a pre-record option like what this situation is right now. We recorded a bunch of uh, information um, and interviews at a show and now we're going into a playback mode. Um, and so if that's the case and you'd like to be able to have some representation and some live radio. Now, one of the other things that I did at this as well was I Facebook Live. So if you go to my Facebook page, Beauty Inside and Out Show on Facebook, then you will also see a lot of these interviews that are happening live that have already been aired and uh, getting attention. So you have those options to be able to do that. But I also want to remind you that um, you can listen to any of these shows, not only on my Voice America variety channel, um, Beauty Inside and Out, uh, but you can also listen to it on Stitcher and iTunes as well. Plus, you can go to bonniebonadeo.com to be able to hear it. Okay, so let's talk about what this first show is going to be about that you're about to listen to right now. We actually have Dr. Dina Stratton, and um, she... Her focus was is to really get the right diagnosis before getting a hair loss treatment. And hair loss is becoming one of the top issues that dermatologists are being faced with right now. More and more people are losing their hair than ever before. And it's not your typical men with male pattern baldness approach. There's a lot of women that are dealing with hair loss. And what happens is that they're not going to their salons because they're dealing with hair loss. They're not going to their salons. So they're, it's not getting recognized. And then they're not getting the proper diagnosis or the proper support that they need. So Dr. Dina Stratton really was had a very powerful statement about 
making sure that you're getting the right diagnosis because the truth is is that hair loss has a root cause and she can help you get closer to what that root cause is, whether it's diet and autoimmune uh, deficiency, um, maybe just something topical that you're doing, maybe the way you're wearing your hair or chemically treating your hair as well. Uh, then we had the pleasure to meet with Josh DiBlasco uh, and de Blasio. Sorry, I just totally said that wrong. De Blasio. And he's with PCA Skin. And PCA Skin's been a company around for a long time. Their main focus is in peels. And you know what was interesting is I heard a lot of conversations over the course of the two days of this show about peels because it's one of the most effective procedures that you can have done at the most reasonable price to be able to have that youthful, supple, glowing skin that you want it. Now, I want you all to kind of go to the picture of that one Sex in the City episode where Samantha went and got a peel and it totally looked like it burnt her face. That's not the kind of peels that we're talking about. Um, those uh, they've refined them, they do a lower percentage, and they actually design to slough off the skin. But not only is it to be able to provide, you know, healthy glow, it also is really good as a preventative cause um, for potential skin cancer that is, again, on the rise right now. So enjoy listening to this show right here. But before we go on to that, I want to kind of give you some insight of what's going on in shows two three, and four. So we talked with uh, Dr. Tanya Cormelli, and she focused on the non-surgical mommy makeover. And, you know, she said that when she went through the stage of having kids, she just wanted to feel good about herself again. She wanted her body to feel good. She wanted her face to feel good. She still wanted to have that youthful appearance, even though after having kids, things kind of shift around a little bit. So she shared with us some really easy procedures to kind of, you know, bring us back to that place that says, you know what, I can be a mom and still look good on that. So you'll enjoy, you'll enjoy Dr. Carmelli very much so. And then also in episode two that we're doing, uh, uh, the live show two, is Dr. Jonathan Kaplan. Now, this one here I was really excited about because I always feel like doctors, and I didn't say this to him in person, but I can say it now. I always feel like doctors are medically intelligent Um but maybe not emotionally intelligent sometimes, because having some of these procedures done, especially if you're talking about plastic surgery, um, and all of these doctors that I spoke with that were dermatologists or plastic surgeons were all board certified um, and quality, quality people. But he's put together a website called buildmybod.com. And it's a website to be able to have you go on there, look at maybe some opportunities you'd like to have. And then what it does is it kind of provides you a proposal, an estimated price, just like if you were going to have your car, you know, done or something refurbished, somebody's going to give you a quote of what that looks like. His website has multiple doctors on there and multiple services so that you can go on there and say, you know what, I've always wanted to do something about my chin. Um, or, you know, maybe I wanted a breast augmentation. And you can go on there and you can estimate what the costs are um, based on that procedure. Now, of course, there's always some variables to that. But he said, for the most part, it really is very much in alignment with what the fees are out there. So if you want to know what to do, that's which that's the place to go. And then, of course, we talked with Keely Johnson from Skin Elegance. 
And she really talked about her skin being the biggest organ that will absorb everything. So if it's going to absorb everything, you want it to absorb the good stuff. And uh, she's a representative of SynergySkin.com and shared with us some really great uh, approaches to having healthy skin from topical uh, opportunities as well. And then we went into meeting with Dr. Timothy Neven. And, you know, his, his focus on plastic surgery was really about uh, fillers and how much fillers have changed drastically just over the last couple of years. Um, now there's fillers for different parts of your face, um, fillers to be able to kind of create different illusions of your face. And these fillers are obviously much more compatible with our skin and our body. So they're also lasting longer too, so we're not having to spend as much money or have these services done as often. Uh, also in, in the live show three, we talked with Melanie Walensky. And hers was a big breakthrough in regards to turning back the clock and really looking at that glow. And this was from the inside. So Lumity Life is a supplement product to be able to support your beauty from the inside, which we always love because I'm a big, firm believer in vitamins. And then as we kind of progress to the end of the month... Um, we talked with Elizabeth Hauschman, and she was looking at new trends in medicine. Now, she travels all over the world because part of what we know to be true is most procedures or anything that you're injecting has to be approved by the FDA here in the United States. But new technology and new services that don't have FDAs in other countries are happening all the time. So she travels around the world to be able to see what's happening out there and what's the potential or what's maybe the estimated timeline that it might be able to come to America for some of the procedures. So Botox, fillers, Juvederms, uh, cool sculpting, all of these procedures started happening. And then once they came into America and got FDA approved, that's when we get introduced to them here. So those of you that are my listeners in other parts of the country, I know you get this because you actually see and probably hear about some new technology well before we do. Uh, and then we talked with Tim Sawyer, and he is he is the uh, the president and co-founder of Crystal Clear uh, Direct Digital Marketing. And he said that one of the most important things in order for a client to say yes to you over somebody else is based on reviews. So your marketing strategies, the reviews that you have up online are critical to your success. So for those of you that are in my industry listeners, I want you to think about you know, do you have the right reviews in order for people to say yes to you? And then, of course, we finish it off with Dr. Landon Pryor, another board-certified plastic surgeon. And he really talked about one of the newer fillers that's coming out right now, which is Bellafill. So I know you're going to enjoy these next four shows. Um, I certainly did. Um, I learned a lot. I really had a great time being able to do these interviews and get educated. And I want you to be educated, too. So enjoy. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. 
From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Bonnie Bonadeo here, Beauty Inside and Out Radio. And we're at the Aesthetic Everything event in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, and we've got m- amazing booth spaces that we're going to be checking out today. But we've got some amazing guests that are going to be on Beauty Inside and Out for us. And so my first guest today is Dina Strawn. And she is a certified dermatologist who specializes in medical and cosmetic issues for all skin types, but mainly related to hair loss here. Yes, I do have a big hair loss practice. Perfect. Well, welcome. We're glad to have you here. So first of all, I think hair loss is turning into a very big topic in beauty. Um, I think there's a lot more people that have hair loss issues that have not come out yet. That's that's absolutely true. And the types of issues they're having is changing because of how they style themselves. Oh, interesting. Tell me more about that. Well, hair care and hairstyles can cause damage and inflammation on the scalp Mm. that can cause certain types of hair loss. So as people change styles, such as putting in weaves, you know, sewing weaves, gluing weaves, uh, tight braids, uh, even uh, some hairstyles that African-Americans like that they consider natural and safe, like dreadlocks or braids, if they're too tight and too heavy... They can cause hair loss. There's a lot of tension on the scalp there. Perfect. So you specialize in hair loss, uh, all types of hair loss. And why do you think that the hair loss issue, other than maybe just even the style change type of thing, is is becoming more predominant right now? Well, I think partly people are are understanding that there may be something they can do about it. So, you know, a lot of times something becomes a problem someone's interested in when there's a solution. 
Right, yeah. So the first thing someone should do if they have a hair loss issue is they should visit a board-certified dermatologist. Absolutely. Dermatologists get specialty training in skin, hair, and nails. And, you know, some dermatologists have more expertise in hair loss, but dermatologists are the most expert in in hair loss. Right. And so that first part is to get... Uh, and some type of diagnosis here. So if somebody came to you and they were having hair loss issues, you would go through a series of opportunities to be able to diagnose maybe what the root cause is of this hair loss? Absolutely, uh, Bonnie. That's very important. Uh, a lot of times people come in and they, you know, they of course know they have hair loss. They can they can pick that up themselves, but they, you know, try to solve it themselves by going to the store. And, you know, of course there's a lot of uh, products out there that are available for hair loss, but they're not working for that patient because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not addressing their particular problem. Right. I always right. say it's like a sandwich. Uh, you, you can say that someone's having a sandwich, but what's in the sandwich? Is it peanut butter or is it ham and cheese? Mm-hmm. And that will matter if you're allergic to peanuts or if you're vegan. Um, so you want to know with hair loss too, so that you can get the right treatment. I, and I totally relate to this because I did have alopecia areata, which means that I had m- you know, for the, my listeners that may not know what that is, and of course, I'd love for you to expand on it from your expertise. But I had um, spots, massive bald spots on my head throughout my head. I mean, I had kind of the ring around my hairline, um, but very big spots like the size of, you know, oranges um, throughout my head. And the interesting thing was, is I mean, I could tell my hair was falling out and I had sensitivity on my scalp, but it was my hairdresser that kind of first started to diagnose me and regard, not diagnose me because they really can't, but to mention it to me, you know, are you aware you've got some bald spots back here? And it looks like, looks like they're kind of getting bigger. I don't see any new growth coming in. And that was kind of like, oh, well, my scalp has been sensitive and like hypersensitive. Um, And that's when I went to the dermatologist. Now, unfortunately, my dermatologist that I went to didn't specialize in hair loss, so I didn't realize that that was even an option. And uh, and I know that there's many people out there with hair loss issues that they should find somebody that might specialize in, in the hair loss. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's a very common uh, story I hear. And, you know, as I mentioned, not everyone specializes in hair loss, but most dermatologists should be able to, at the very least, get you a punch biopsy, which might help with the Mm. diagnosis. Because I know in different parts of the country, I'm in New York City, uh, there's, you know, a very high concentration of dermatologists, so you can find uh, somebody. somebody. You know, in other parts of the country, they may have, uh, you know, a dermatologist for every four-hour drive. So, if you can get in, at least get a biopsy if uh, things aren't clear. Right. And what does that mean when you say a, a, a punch? Oh, yes. So a punch biopsy is a diagnostic test where we use a circular scalpel. It's, it's shaped like a cookie cutter, but it's usually very small, about the size of a pencil eraser. Mm-hmm. And we can take a sample of the scalp. We numb oh, you first, of course. Yeah. And then we take a little sample of the scalp and put in maybe one or two stitches to close close up the wound and we can send that to a lab and they can look at your scalp and your hair follicles under the microscope and many times they can tell you specifically what's going on. Sometimes it can't be as specific but they can give you an idea of why you're losing your hair. Okay interesting. So what are some of those case scenarios that you've discovered when people come to you with hair loss? Well, you know, there are basically two categories of hair loss. There's um, scarring and non-scarring. And what we mean by that is scarring hair loss, uh, the hair is unlikely to grow back. 
Okay. okay. So the follicle is not going to be active anymore. Yeah, the, the follicle has been destroyed or is in the process of getting destroyed. And I like to describe it like a forest fire. If you're in a community mm. where there's a forest fire, some of the houses will get burnt to the ground. Uh, some of the houses will be damaged and some of the houses will be untouched. So depending on where you are, how severe that fire was, whether or not someone got there early to put it out, you may have all your hair follicles or houses burnt down or just some of them are da- some of them are gone, some of them mm-hmm. are damaged. So there's hope that even, you know, if you have that that you can get hair regrowth, but you have to catch it before it happens and keep keep the fire at bay. Is is that typical then of what they consider to be male pattern baldness? Is that their follicles do die off? Well, in male pattern baldness, that's a type of not scarring hair loss, oh, uh, where there's the potential for the hairs to grow back. They're just not. They're just not functioning. They're just not being very active. That's why you can use something like minoxidil. Or the Rogaine. Which is Rogaine or, yeah. or Propecia, which is finasteride. And you can get regrowth in many cases. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I think that we've all assumed that, that, you know, once you're bald, you're bald in those type of male pattern baldness. All right. So there's, so there's these diagnosis that you're going to do as a doctor. You're going to determine what the root cause is or what could be the potential problem here in this hair loss. It could be... Uh, the way that they're styling their hair. It could be something, you know, more medically related that you can support them in being able to do it. I know for me, it was diet. Like, my so my, my hormones were changing, which was shifting some dietary issues for me. I started becoming uber sensitive to foods that I was normally eating. Now, all of a sudden, they're on my, you're allergic to these type of foods list. Um, and I know that once I cleaned up my diet and started managing my health a little bit better, I noticed that I wasn't losing my hair like I was. Now, I, I still always have a little bit of a pattern of losing hair in a particular spot in my head, um, but the diet has really helped me. And diet's really interesting because there are some nutritional deficiencies that we know cause hair shedding and hair loss, but diet is also connected a lot to inflammation and That's in, what in it was. all sorts of um, areas of health heart disease is that kind of also in that autoimmune deficiencies too autoimmune so Mm. we you know we we have yet to really understand that but you know having a low glycemic low sugar diet seems to reduce inflammation in the body which seems to have an impact in all sorts of conditions and and you know i don't know the specifics about that with hair loss but i wouldn't be surprised you know because something like alopecia areata is autoimmune it's an inflammatory Mm. response that's so interesting yeah and and i think by the time they discovered it they had uh because I was complaining about my back hurting and then my hair started falling out so it was kind of like three or four different points of interest that my body was going through and they discovered that I had a disc that was kind of getting a little uh, uh, pressure on it a lot of pressure on it um, and when the the disc uh, was creating sensitivity it was because there was inflammation around it so that the discovery was how to reduce the inflammation. And they said, well, you know, you can go to a pain specialist on to be able to help kind of relieve the pain of the disc. Um, and I'm like, no, that's kind of my barometer. Like, if, if that starts creating sensitivity, then I know I'm not taking care of myself. Yes. So it was, it was really interesting how it all evolved. So I know that there's new technology in hair loss treatments uh, and hair loss replacement 
Um, is that something that you specialize in or you have a reference of specializing? Well, you know, it's something I know about. Some things I do and some things I refer out. It just depends on the diagnosis. Uh, a lot of uh, hair loss specialists send their patients to me first when people come in to have, say, a hair transplant mm. or get a certain treatment and they're not clear what the diagnosis is. So we work together and... Um, we help patients that way, making sure that they don't invest their time and take the risk and get disappointed by trying something that's not likely to work for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they, they do say that the African-American is a higher percentage, and the females here yes. have a higher percentage of hair loss. And what do you think that's attributed to? Well, I think... Right now, a lot of it has to do with hairstyling practices, Um. and I've seen that transition in my practice. I'd say 10 years ago, uh, the more common problem that people would come in with for hair loss would be their hair was breaking, and that would be from chemical relaxers, coloring their hair, Mm -hmm. too much heat, and their hair would break off. It would get brittle and dry out, and, you know, that's actually good news, though. It seemed to upset a lot of people because they they seemed to think that, you know, I wasn't taking them seriously. It couldn't be just something as simple as, you know, how they... Uh, style their hair was causing the hair loss, but that was good news. They can that's easy to turn around. You it is cut off yeah. the damaged hair, and you condition. You change your hair styling practice, and your hair grows back. It's right, not, yeah, right. It's yeah. good news. And, and there's so many versatile styles now exactly. to be worn that it's you know we don't really have to just wear our hair in one particular way. Exactly. So, but that now, should, yeah, that it's should different them. now. It is very different now. Now people use weaves a lot and uh, sew-ins, glues, things that put a lot of tension on the scalp chronically. And, you know, sometimes when you're wearing those styles, you'll shampoo a little bit less to maintain the investment and the the particular style you did. So that can cause more inflammation on the scalp. And so now people come in and they have a kind of hair loss sometimes that I can't really take, you know, I can't really completely turn around. So they get scarring Mm. hair loss. And the scarring hair loss is kind of like where you talked about that reference, that analogy of the forest. Once it's burned, something's not going to grow there again, in a sense. Exactly. If that that particular hair follicle was burnt to the ground, it's gone. You can still get some regrowth. There, There may be damaged follicles around that you can repair. Um, and get to grow hair back, but it's unlikely that you're going to have the density of hair that you Mm -hmm. had before. Right, so it might be finer or more fragile or... Uh, lighter in texture type of thing uh, to be able to do that yeah it's interesting I know that when I lost my hair and it grew back it came back curly which I was okay with because you know I had straight hair for the good portion of my life and then um, when it grew back I actually had a whole different texture of hair when it grew back which is a lot of what I hear for people that are going through chemotherapy treatments um, when they lose their hair it comes back either gray or curly or if they had curly hair it comes back straight <laughs> yes and I find that to be really interesting and and you know and it's based on the follicle yes so how you know how are these things happening here well you know I'm not I'm not quite sure why the hair texture changes but you know it's a very common phenomenon that we see and you know with alopecia areata we often see a change in color when the hair grows back Yes, that's true. Yeah, I actually, my hair, although I've always been lighter in color, um, the areas that did come back actually came back a lighter blonde um, and very curly. And I thought, well, I'm gonna, I'm going with it. I'm just going to wear it that way. Type it's hair. <laughs> yeah, well, I was glad for it to come back. Now, I know one of the treatments that um, my dermatologist did, which I was grateful that I had hair grow back, because here I am, I'm, I'm in the beauty industry, and I, I do a lot of focus on hair. So it was, you know, the irony of it all. Um but they were doing kind of a steroid treatment um, in my head with like the little 
Injections? Injections, yes. Yeah, the little injections. And, and it was growing my hair back. But it wasn't a, it was, you know, after a few treatments, it wasn't a healthy choice for me to do because I found myself kind of like uh, having a reaction to that steroid in me. In other words, like I was really angry. <laughs> so it wasn't good for anybody else in my life that had to be around me when I got those treatments type of thing. And that's when I really searched out, you know, other opportunities and other, you know, potential reasons why and really talked with the nutritionist and everybody to kind of support that and my dermatologist was great in making the references and you know helping me kind of uncover it a little bit more at that point so it was I felt grateful that's great yeah happy ending yeah very happy ending type of thing so what would you recommend to our listeners that are listening right now if they have a hair loss issue what's the first step that they should do and you know what's something that you can share with them because you're, like you said there's probably more potential that it can grow back than it not growing back at this point Exactly. I mean, one, I would get seen by a board-certified dermatologist who knows about hair because in addition to the issue of your hair growing back, sometimes hair loss can uncover other health problems. I commonly uh, diagnose people with thyroid problems Mm. and lupus Mm -hmm. uh, who have hair shedding. And then sometimes the hair loss is, you know, not anything very serious. Like it's very common for women to have hair loss after they've had a baby particularly if you've had an epidural or a C-section or general anesthesia. General anesthesia in general mm. um, can cause hair shedding, and it, 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 that's called telogen effluvium, and that usually comes back. You don't necessarily have to do anything. It might take several months. You could use minoxidil and have it come back. But it's nice to know because, I mean, losing your hair stresses That's where the diagnosis out. comes in. Yeah. Oh, hey, listen, hair is a very important feature you know, that we wear, and it does, it does provide a lot of confidence. Exactly, exactly. And I had an experience, personal experience with hair loss after having my baby, and, mm-hmm. you know, I was shedding hair, clogging the, the shower, and, uh, you know, I had to go to work and talk to people about their hair loss. And, yeah. you know, I just had to wait it out, but I just, I was able to reassure. But you could relate. It, I could relate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you could definitely relate. Tell us where you're located and how people can find you. Okay, well, I practice in New York City, uh, in Manhattan, and you can find out more about me on my website, www.aglodermatology.com. That's A-G-L-O-W, dermatology.com. Perfect. Uh, Dina Strawn, our wonderful guest here today, thank you so much for sharing with us this hair loss issue and making it more, you know, approachable for people to be able to get the support that they need. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. What is your purpose? In the journey that we call life, Our values are pre-programmed into us before we're born. During our lives, we pick up life's lessons and soul connections along the way. 
We explore this path on Soul Sessions with Solstice, featuring hosts Delana Davis and Rita McRae. Our program is designed to help you more confidently live from your heart and not just your head. Tune in live for Soul Sessions with Solstice every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back to Aesthetic Everything 2017. We're at the beautiful JW Marriott Resort here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, meeting with some amazing vendors here, manufacturers and speakers, all here to be able to share the latest and greatest things in the aesthetic world. So right now my guest is Josh de Blasio, and he is with PCA Skin. And so welcome. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure to join you. Yeah, so you're one of the exhibitors on the floor as well as one of the speakers at this event, right? Exactly, yes. So what's your topic going to be about today to the to the aesthetic world? So today I'm talking on um, commoditization in the aesthetic marketplace. So it's been something that's kind of been near and dear to me for quite some time. Uh, I've started in aesthetics back in 2001 and have seen the market change quite a bit. And there's just more and more providers, more and more people doing aesthetics and battling commoditization is an important topic in today's marketplace. And what do you mean by battling commoditization? That was a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically what I mean by that is there's so many different people now doing Botox, doing fillers, mm, doing skincare, okay. that providers really need to challenge themselves to stand out in a crowd. If they do not, the market becomes very commoditized and patients choose on price alone. I'm going to practice that word, commoditized. Yes. Very good. Yes, yes. perfect. Okay, good. Perfect. So then what this is, is why is your brand different? Why should I choose you over the next guy? That's exactly right. Oh, perfect. That's, a, that's good. exactly this is, right. That is a very, very powerful topic I think that people need to hear because um, there's we the sameness. There's so much going on that the it's all looking the same. That's exactly right. Yeah. It, and there was an issue of Modern Aesthetics magazine. And the entire issue was dedicated to this exact topic of how the market is going to become more commoditized and less providers take mm-hmm. action. So it's definitely out there right now. So so in the in the talk today, I'm actually doing it with a board certified dermatologist who's done a great job of differentiating her practice. Oh, perfect. And we're focusing on how to brand your practice, how to credential your practice, how to focus more on outcomes rather than price. And I think it'll be really interesting. Oh, I think that is very 
very interesting. So at PC Skin, which you're located here in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is great. Yes. One of my, one of my neighbors here. Um, what are the products that you offer and who are who are some of those people that, you know, can take advantage of these type of products? Absolutely. So PCA Skin has been around for 27 years now. And we're really known for our chemical peels. That's kind of the the backbone of the company, um, which is great because chemical peels are on the rise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we offer a full line of daily care products as well. So we have everything from cleansers and SPFs and moisturizers to more of your corrective products like retinols and antioxidants and peptides and growth factors. So is it, it really is a complete medical line. Perfect. So there's the, there's the service side of it and then there's the maintenance and, you know, and all of the, the good pieces of parts that we should be doing the cleansing and moisturizing every day every night that's exactly right so we have our professional treatments that are done in an office by a certified provider whether it's a dermatologist whether it's a plastic surgeon whether it's a licensed esthetician who's been certified from pca Mm -hmm. and then as you mentioned there's our whole retail line and that's really what's important that a lot of people miss if you're going to get a chemical peel in an office it's very important what you're doing at home as well as the maintenance part of it yes yeah because you want it to to be as easeful and you know and and have the results that you're looking for with it. So let's talk about peels because you sure. said it's on the rise, and I definitely am seeing that in my world um, here with Beauty Inside and Out, and some of the conversations that I'm having with uh, my guests. And part of that being on the rise is you know I think people think of a chemical peel as you know kind of exfoliate off the old skin and have the new skin shine through so it gives you a more youthful appearance but there's more to it than that isn't there yeah and, and you know what you just said is is right on we are exfoliating that dead skin cell those dead skin cells we're encouraging that healthy skin to rise to the surface so that is a big part and, and i think um you know, the hyperpigmentation is such a challenging issue mm-hmm. for patients, um, for the community, that peels are really the gold standard for that. And, and there's a wide variety of peels that we offer. So we have peels for sensitive skin. One of the common misconceptions is if you have sensitive skin, you can't get a chemical peel, or it's quite the opposite. We have peels designed for sensitive skin. Oh, that's good. That's, that's good great. to know. Um, hyperpigmentation, like like I mentioned. And that's, that's kind of one. like where you get the real redness going on on your face. and Yeah, so, so hyperpigmentation is really where you get the pigment. You get the brown spots, the melasma. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Ex- I hear you. Exactly. Uh, now we you're, we now all you're, have it. I'm telling you, I'm feeling really self-conscious interviewing everybody uh, today. No, your skin looks great. <laughs> your skin looks great. But uh, yeah, the hyperpigmentation, the post-inflammatory hyper hyperpigmentation, the melasma, uh, aging, fine lines and wrinkles, Mm -hmm. and and chemical peels had a 25% increase in 2016 versus 2015. So it's one of the fastest growing non-invasive procedures, which is interesting because they have been around for so long, but with the enhancements made, more and more providers are opting for that. So let's talk about like how this works. So it's applied, Mm -hmm. um, and then... What's the recovery time? What are the things that, that if somebody was like, oh, I should get a peel, 
What do I need to know? Yeah, it, great question. So we at PCA have really taken more of a progressive approach, more than an aggressive approach. Um, so as far as downtime, it can be very minimal. Many patients will get a peel over lunch and go right back to work and they just have brighter looking skin. Um, you can go more aggressive with some of our peels, like our Ultra Peel Forte or our 6% Pure Retinol, where there is a little more peeling that goes with those, and you might have a little bit of downtime. And But that may not happen like in the first 24 hours. Like that's over the course of, you know, three, five, seven days type of thing. That's exactly that, right. Okay. That's exactly yeah, right. Because I did have, um, so here's, here's, here's a scenario. And this is why I think peels need to be, you know, a predominant service, not just to be able to help create that youthful, more, you know, uh, uh, ageless looking skin, mm-hmm. but because we're dealing with so much skin cancer and those, you know, and uh, nowadays, like both of my parents have gone in and have had a lot of work done, you know, from, you know, surface removal to slicing and dicing sure. out part of their face removal, um, just based on being here in Arizona. So we're exposed to so much more skin. So I really think it's, I mean, that has got to be kind of a preventative approach as well. It's exactly right. It's a great point. Many people get peels as a preventative measure and many people get peels as more of a corrective measure. So if you're mm. having peels as maintenance and preventative, you're going to push off the fine lines and wrinkles, the melasma, mm-hmm. the hyperpigmentation a lot longer. So it is a great preventative treatment, but also a great corrective treatment. So how, how are they measured? Because I know you said they're sensitive and then you, me- you uh, also referenced a percentage. So if it was just like somebody that's never had a peel before, what would they need to know? What would be the information that they should be arming themselves with? Like they should be getting something with 2 or 10% or what's high, low that people should be cautioned by? Yeah, so so PCA is the originator of the modified and enhanced Jesner peels. And what that means is there was uh, lactic acid, salicylic, resorcinol, and a Jesner peel. PCA added other ingredients like kojic and citric acid and hydroquinone in different percentages. So based on what the goal of the patient is, based on what symptoms they're presenting with, based on how sensitive their skin is, the provider would choose the peel Mm. that is best for them. And some will have lower percentage ingredients, some will have higher. And it all comes down to what the goal is with the treatment and what type of skin the patient presents with. And should they, should, what would be some of the post peel maintenance? Yeah, great question. So, so the majority of patients will walk out with a post procedure kit Mm -hmm. and what this contains is very hydrating very gentle and very protective ingredients. Mm. So every product in there is hydrating, protective, and so. And and yeah, but to be able to kind of, uh, so sunscreen. Exactly. Moisture. Exactly. Perfect, yeah. Hydrating moisturizer, gentle uh, cleanser, and very hydrating products. Right, to so you wouldn't throughout. recommend somebody going out to, you know, hang out in the sun or taking a big sun vacation right that's, after a peel. That's exactly right. Okay. That's exactly right. So when they give this post-procedure kit, it's more to protect the skin and make sure they're not using yeah. anything abrasive, make sure they're using their sunscreen and make sure they're keeping that skin that just had the peel hydrating. And that's about a five to seven day supply. So I'm going to give you a couple scenarios here because I want to make sure that we're sharing with all of my listeners here 
um, that it's not what you might have seen on TV. So we referenced that Sex in the City episode sure. where Samantha went and got the peel at the last minute, and then she was all reddened and you know and and looked terrible, and it was kind of scary. And I think that might have scared people off from thinking that a chemical peel is a safe procedure but they but that's not the case it, it is it is not the case it's uh it's a common misconception we hear people say i can't take all that time off work we hear people say my skin is too sensitive we mm-hmm. hear people say i have a darker skin type mm-hmm. so i can't get a chemical peel and those are all misconceptions okay. so okay. all myths again i mean i personally get peels just to brighten my and skin and you have beautiful skin thank you mm-hmm. thank you and, and it really i look at it as preventative but it does give me a brighter look almost when i would have a suntan which we know that's not healthy and a peel kind of gives you that glow so i like having them done early in the day because then i have that the rest of the day and how often should somebody get a peel so we really recommend about every four to six weeks oh oh well you can do it that often well then there you go that kind of just you know opens up a lot of questions that people may have of it being a very harsh or aggressive as, as we referenced earlier that you're more progressive and this that people think appeals are aggressive, but they're not. That, if I can get it four to six weeks. Yes. Yes. You're, you're right on with that. And a lot of times what will happen is maybe you'll step it up. And that's how we describe it as more progressive. So you might come in, get our Sensi peel. That's our peel for any Fitzpatrick, which means any pigmentation. You can mm. go from um, the palest of pale to the darkest of dark. Start with that Sensi peel, and and that that helps quite a bit. And that's a good place to start. And then you kind of move through our different peels. The peels are very customizable. It's it's very far from a one size fits all. Mm, and that's and, why providers yeah. like them. It's kind of like uh, their palette. They can pick and choose what they want to do, do different layers of different peels, mix in correctives like antioxidants during the peel. So very customizable treatment. Go ahead. And, and, and you know, one of the biggest mistakes that has been made with peels is providers will sell one peel send a patient out with that post-procedure kit that's hydrating, that's gentle, that's protecting, and then say, you know, come back if you need another one. Where our most successful practices are selling packages of peels to encourage people to come back for multiple treatments, but also sending them home with products to use at home. There's a ton of analogies we hear, but think about going and getting your teeth cleaned at the dentist and mm-hmm. then going home and not brushing your teeth. It's really important mm-hmm. what you're doing at home as yes, well. Yes, the home maintenance part of it is important. For sure. Now, I think this is a fairly inexpensive service that actually has some high-level results. But in in buying it kind of in that package form that you're talking about, but if I was just going to say, oh, I just want to try on a chemical peel, Mm -hmm. what are some average pricings that consumers can kind of estimate so they can start budgeting for these? Because again, we want to talk about it not just from this is an anti-aging approach, but it's also a very preventative approach approach to preventing skin cancer too yeah great question so so there's a little bit of a range uh, depending on where you go mm-hmm. depending on what peel that they're using 
Um, but to give you an idea, I would say anywhere between 125 and $300 for a right. chemical peel. Perfect. And then if you bought the packages, you know, four or six or whatever, then you're just going to make those add on those pricing in that. But that is very reasonable. That's a very reasonable price for a service that you're going to get the results. Especially for the results that mm-hmm. you're getting. That's exactly right. And, and that's how we're different from a facial. Mm-hmm. A facial is a little more relaxing. It's more spaj. And, and classic. Cleansing. It's gonna it's gonna For support sure. you in a cleansing process, but not a uh, transformation or a rejuvenation process. That's exactly right. Yeah. A chemical peel is more of a medical procedure because we're looking to make a difference in the skin. And these should absolutely be done by doctors, dermatologists, uh, licensed aesthetic, especially people that are uh, certified within your brand. Yes. Um, did I miss anybody? No, I, I think nurses, um, nurses within a, within a medi spa and or a doctor's office. Absolutely, nurses, PAs, uh, licensed estheticians, dermatologists. Uh, we were just at the dermatology meeting in Orlando, and, and it, it is funny to see the resurgence of chemical peels and how many dermatologists are bringing them back into the practice. Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it definitely is something that people need to be aware of and look at as an option here now. Can people go to your website and share with us your website to be able to find that doctor that does the PCA skin product and peels? Yes. So our website is PCAskin.com and there's a locator section on there. Um, and, and I can tell you, most people doing peels are implementing the PCA peel. So even if someone happens to not be on the site, because we have almost uh, a million and a half PCA peels done per year. Most most practices, med spas, licensed estheticians are using the PCA brand. Yeah, it's been a very popular brand for many years, and it's because it's reliable, it works, and it's one of the safer ones, I think, out Exactly. There. Perfect. Well, th- Josh, thanks so much for being with us today. Josh de Blasio, he is with PCA Skin here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Everybody, we are at Aesthetic Everything 2017, so we're excited to talk with more of these fantastic guests that we have that are going to inform us of how to look good and feel good too. Thanks for being with us. Truly my pleasure. Thank you. Well, what did I tell you? That was a great show, wasn't it? Well, guess what? We've got three more shows for you to listen to with some amazing doctors and aesthetic professionals. Uh, you know, and uh, I hope that you enjoyed as much as I have. You know, if you're interested in being a guest on my show, you can certainly reach out to me. Or maybe you're one of my listeners and you'd like a particular topic covered on the show. Well, please reach out to me as well. And here's how you can find me. Uh, Beauty Inside and Out Show on Facebook. Beauty Inside and Out Show on Instagram. Twitter's Beauty In Out Show. And then, of course, you can find me at LinkedIn, Bonnie Bonadeo. Or feel free to email me, Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo. Dot com. Thanks for joining me. Do stay tuned for the rest of this the, the rest of this month and three more shows to follow from Aesthetic Everything Live 2017. And as always, beauty is always about the BU. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.